I would. That's me. I fucked up. Oh. For, first time? Uh, yes, very first yeah, time. Very, you never very have first before. Time. Uh, yeah. I fucked up. I forgot to announce we had a mask off this week, man. And uh, I, so the email. Oh, I thought we. No, we talked about it off air. You're we right. We talked about right, it off yeah, air. Yeah. The emails came in, and I'm not going to be able to read any of them. We got some pretty good ones, too. Yeah, we did. Some ones that <laughs> yeah, make yeah. fun of both of us and uh-huh. some people that make fun of themselves. What a rarity. But we got a mask off this week. What is yeah, a mask do. off? Uh, yeah, so for those of you that are just listening in for the first time, and we typically have those on our mask offs, that's because, well, um, we bring in somebody new. And with bringing in somebody new, they always bring in their own people. And uh, what a mask off is, let me explain that to you. It's just simply that. We bring in somebody that's uh, different than us. They do something that's different than us, obviously. Uh, they do it way better than we do. Um, they have more uh, knowledge about any other topic than us. Um, and so we peel that mask off. We get to know them, get to know them just a little bit better. And so without further ado, to our mask off guests, uh, what is your name and what is it that you do? Uh, hey, my name is Greg Gossett. Uh, thanks for having me today. Appreciate it. Um, I am a... Uh, professional stock trader. Uh, I've been trading for 25 years, and uh, I also have a podcast on YouTube that I do every day during the last hour of the market where I teach and I trade live and I mentor. And um, so, yeah, that's what I do. Well, don't be shy. We're down with OPP, Other People's Podcast. We're, <laughs> we're not even in the same realm. We do two different things. So you go right. ahead and tell what's right. the name of your podcast? Uh, name of the name of the podcast is uh, Gossip Trading and Mentoring Live. Uh-huh. It's on YouTube. It's during the last hour of the market. And, uh, yeah, I've been doing it for almost four years now. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, I really enjoy it. you you got to have a disclaimer at the beginning of that podcast. you got to have one. If you lose money, it's not on me. Right, yeah, I've I'm got... just showing. You. I, I'm pointing at <laughs> stuff. You do what you want, buddy, but don't come at me. Right? That's yeah. I I, I run a, I run a disclaimer twice. Right. Uh, all right. So for our mask off guests, guess we you know throw them some questions, warm them up. This okay. is you preparing you know your day with the stocks, man. This is you looking at Amazon 15 years ago, which is something I should have fucking done. But anyway, <laughs> here's some random questions for you. Okay. Do you personally know any identical twins? I do not. You do not. Ooh. No. Wow. You, I saw some identical twins the other day, hence why I have this question and our warm-up questions. And gotcha. I go up to them and I look at them both, right? And I look at one, I look at the other, and I go, are you guys sisters? And they looked at me like <laughs> I just fell out the sky. Just, you know, just to be an asshole. And they're like, wait, wait we're twins. You know, they, they get all happy yeah. to be twins then, right? We're yeah. twins. Yeah, no shit. All right. Ever been a witness to a crime? Hmm. Probably. Okay. <laughs> Enough said. <laughs> I like that. I like that. You ever collect anything? You ever do a baseball cards, uh, uh, blenders, I don't know, oven mitts? You ever collect anything throughout your life? I kind of do through osmosis from my girlfriend because she collects rocks that look like hearts when, mm-hmm. we, go, when mm-hmm. we go on hikes. So nice. I've got mm-hmm. a little collection in my house of heart-shaped rocks. That's sharp, yeah. man. Okay. okay. Last one for me. What's your favorite movie of all time? Oh. Boy, that's a tough one. Boogie Nights. Mm. Oh, wow. I like Boogie Nights. But, I, I never watched that whole thing. Uh, yeah, I should go back and watch it. I heard it. And he takes his, his wanker out. Yeah. And yeah. Just, like, yeah. Drops it on the floor. Yeah, or might be yeah. something you would be envious of. Um, I don't know about that, though. <laughs> yeah. What do you want to turn this into? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just have, I have one question for you. Is all uh, in which era do you wish you were born in? It, it, and sorry, which, which era? era do you wish you were born in? 
Oh. I kind of like where I was born in the 60s, late mm. 60s. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm happy with that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. fair enough. We've had a we've had a only a couple of guests say that actually. Right, that Which is a rarity. People yeah. normally go in the future or somewhere in the past. You know, yeah. they, that Back to the Future thing. Man. I liked being a kid. I like being a kid in the seventies. So it worked, it worked out well. Yeah. Okay. That, that okay. Time, man. All right. Um, what what are we drinking today? Oh, um, real quick here. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna have uh, our guest here introduce our snacks. Um, however, um, I'm going to put up, and we don't typically do this during a um, mask off, but I'm going to put up the Tiger Claw oh, tattoo. Oh, I went backwards. Yeah, I did you go did. backwards. That's okay. You know what? You've been off the last, I don't know, three, four weeks. It's yeah. okay. All right. It's okay. Fair enough. I'm putting up the Tiger Claw tattoo uh, information. Um, remember, guys, tomorrow is the um, charity event to help out our guy Shay. So check out Tiger Claw Tattoo over there in Mill Creek, and that's from noon to 7 p.m. First come, first serve. They have different um, uh, designs out there that you can pick. You choose from anywhere from one to two hundred dollars. Any additional tip is up to you, and it's always appreciated. Well, and I also want to thank the listeners that donated two oh, shades. Yes, fun. yes. I mean, we How had a lot I of people filling amounts that incredible amounts that you fuckers don't give us. <laughs> no, that's so, sure. so maybe I need to hurt something. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some of those numbers, I was like, God damn, all right, cool. Yeah, yeah, Tiger Claw, um, you guys came through for Shay. Uh, it's not too late, and it's never too late uh, to kick a little bit over. Remember, our Venmo at So What You're Saying, just put in Shay or Tiger Claw Tattoo, and we'll make sure he gets 100% of that. Um, <clears throat> no worries there on from our end. However... Do either of you guys have tattoos? I don't. You you do and so we have little genie over here who Elton John wrote the song about. She <laughs> put her on occasionally. What, what, any tattoos you want to talk about? It's a lower back. Uh, you know when I got it, it was just cute and fun. Uh-huh. I turned eighteen and thought this is what I want to do. Nineties, right? Now it's called something a little inappropriate. Lower back tattoo. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I've, I've never heard that term. <laughs> I, I, I've heard that term. I just wasn't gonna yeah. say it to you. Okay. <laughs> it's right Okay. If you get us there. All right. All right. Well, if you ever get another tattoo, Tiger Claws, we want to go. The best in the business in the state. That is. That is true. Those are the ones. Um, And our snaggles, uh, our guest always introduces our snaggles. Um, Keith, you have a longer arm there if you'll hold that out. What is it that we are drinking today? Today we are drinking Jameson Black Barrel. Mm -hmm. Looks good. Sounds like we're making world moves right there. Yeah. Yeah. Half the bottle's gone already. What time's the stock market close? Two o'clock. Two o'clock our time? (laughs) Yeah. So that, that's what that reminds me of. We're making inside traded deals, man. Nice. So you say you've been trading stock for 25 years. Yes. What did you do before that? Well, I was in the chewing gum business. Um, you in the what? Chewing gum business. I thought that's what you said. Yeah. Yeah. I was... Uh, Bubblicious? Uh, bubble tape? How about Bubba? Uh, buzz gum. Buzz gum? Buzz gum. I was a... Have uh, alcohol in it? No, <laughs> but it I've had, never heard of it. That's a real thing. Yeah. We... Uh, I was uh, an athlete growing up, and I used to. What sport? Uh, triathlons. Okay, I thought you were going to say soccer, and I was going to no. ask you to leave because yeah. that is not no. technically a sport. Okay, triathlon. Yeah, so there was. Wow. A, Good uh, damn. You've heard of Garana? I, maybe you've heard of Garana? It's kind of a stimulant. Yeah, um, I, yeah, I have heard of that. It's like a leaf or something you put on your tongue or something. It's a, yeah, you can you can do it that way, okay. but I mean it's just a stimulant, and I used to uh, take it for my racing and my training and then uh some it was it always came in a tablet form 
And sometimes you don't have water and you have to choke it down. Mm -hmm. I thought, you know, mm -hmm. if I could take this and I could put it into a chewing gum, this would be great. And so I, in, my tw in my early 20s, I actually did that. And it turned, uh, it uh, made, made, made the samples and we tried it and, and started a business and it turned into a big thing. I mean, we had energy gums, we had weight control gums, we had dental wow. gums, we had nicotine gums. And uh, so kind of long story short, it became really successful. Uh, somebody took us public and um, we actually invented, are you familiar with Zycam? No. Cold remedy? No. Uh -uh. Okay. So that, that became a big, a big product. And so, but we developed that, uh, took the company public and then, uh, we, that's when I exited probably when I was about 24, 25. Oh wait, Zycam is the one that if you take it, yeah, before, like when you feel the symptoms of a cold, it's right. before you get it's the a cold. Z -pack. Is it called a Z pack? No, Z pack's no? a, a, a antibiotic. The the that Zycam you take it when you feel like oh I think I'm when getting a cold then on, you, you take it you squirt it up your nose oh yeah yeah, yeah okay now I know yeah. you, you came up with that well our chemist did our our chemist did but it became a big product and then you know what I the hell's our chemist doing Keith <laughs> I'm just wondering please making beer somewhere. <laughs> But that's how I got into trading because I, I, I sold I sold my company and then around 25 I that's when I started to trade. What what made you sell the company at 25 though? If you're making money and, and it's progressing, you have all these different things. Why why'd you sell? Well, because we went public, and then when we uh, developed Zycam, it became a big product, and then Wrigley's came in and bought our company, and so it was just done. Oh shit! Yeah. Mm. Serious? Mm. Yeah. Wrigley's came in and bought your shit. Yeah. Is it still out there? Uh, well, they bought our factory. I don't think they don't have the brands anymore. They, they, they don't have the brands anymore. They they just they, they just, bought it to get rid of you guys. One of those type of things. It was yeah. It actually was one of those kind of things. Uh -huh. we, were, we were working on a a, a a dental gum for Procter and Gamble, and mm. the Wrigley the the president of Wrigley's came met with our president and he just didn't want us making gum for Procter and Gamble so we just said we'll buy the company okay. so that doesn't wow. I sent you humility right so <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and assume at 24 25 you were doing pretty goddamn good you were you were fat pockets like yeah. you could go to you you could go to the Journey concert and the BBD concert all in one day and not even <laughs> yeah. in different cities right <laughs> right it was fine right yeah yeah yeah, yeah you have Bugle Boy and, and Cross Colors and all you were looking good I was looking good no kidding mm. man how many wow. partners did you have uh, I had one partner really, well, no, I, I guess I had about 10 partners, but I mean, we all did, you know, we all did really well. We never expected in our wildest dreams that, uh -huh. that this would happen. And then when it happened, I thought, well, you know, I guess I'm in pretty good shape here. I wonder what I'm going to start to do. And a friend of mine got me into trading, which was really bad at first okay. because I was young. I had a lot of money. Yeah. I, I didn't know what mm. I, I didn't know what I was doing. And nobody uh, could tell you shit. Right? Nobody could tell me shit because <laughs> okay. I knew I, I knew everything. Right, and uh, uh, it didn't end well. I lost uh, over a million dollars in like a month and a half, and <sighs> <laughs> yeah, it was brutal. 
It was mm. brutal, mm. but it taught me a lot of things about trading. I, I went on a walk. I walked the coast of Oregon. Okay, I need to stop you for a second. <laughs> We're going to have Oregon right there. I wanted to go back to the gum, but I heard yep. you say you lost a million dollars, and you said you went on a walk. Yeah. <laughs> Did you go on a walk to the food bank or to the welfare office? Did you go get food stamps, no, or I, you just walking to clear your I mind? I think you said he went on a walk on the beach. Because you still had more money is what you're telling me. <laughs> yeah. You, you, were, you dropped a million. It pissed you off a little bit, but you yeah. were like, I'm going to go for a walk. Yeah. Not not mm. not not I need to move back home. You didn't say that. You didn't say I need to move back home. No. All right. So you, th- I just want to understand how fucking good chewing gum business is. Mm. Wrigley's treated you well. Uh, yeah. I mean, the, okay. Z- the Zycam thing helped. But yeah, I just decided to go on a walk to <laughs> clear. I'm fucking walk. To clear. <laughs> to clear my head. I'm well, sorry. Jeannie, Jeannie watched my house and my dogs uh-huh, while, uh-huh. while I was gone. Yeah, it was, yeah. Long, it was longer than that. I walked the, the entire coast of Oregon. Oh, shit. You were like ah. Julius from Pulp Fiction. You're yeah. just going to walk the earth, Yeah, huh? I was going to walk the earth, oh, wow. and then just, I decided, I had to decide, you know, am I going to keep trading? What am I going to do? I, I, I realized on that walk that, yeah, I had money, and I was trading, but I didn't realize, but which turned out to be a good thing, because, I mean, that is what started my 25-year um, journey of really learning how to trade i had to decide am i going to keep trading am i not and that walk i just needed to clear my head and i need to figure out and from that walk i decided yeah i'm going to continue to trade but i don't know what i'm doing so i spent the next 20 years studying with some of the most well-known traders and authors in the world and i beg and plead and pay them to teach me and to train me about their methodologies and so that's what i've done over the last 25 years now i mean and that's got me to the point of of where i am with my trading skills now and that's why i one of the reasons i started the podcast because trading is very very difficult there's a lot of advertisements of guys just you know waking up in their pajamas and driving their Mm -hmm. lambos and all sorts of girls and it's very easy and you have to work two minutes a day and you make a million dollars a year it's not true i mean trading is one of the i've heard those commercials for sure it's it's one of the most difficult things you can ever do i've also heard the the commercials where they're like we'll give you your first a hundred dollars to trade with and then (laughs) It's, you'll turn a profit and then pay us and we'll make you millions. And Yeah, it's, you know. I've it's never the, paid it's them. It's the drug dealer approach. You just give them, you give them the drug for free until you get them hooked. And that's essentially, that's that, essentially that what trading is. That I understand. Is. But Greg, you, you need to understand your audience. We've had a lot of people sit, smart people sit right there. You're blowing my mind, right? And I'm stuck. I hear your story, but I'm stuck on, you walk the coast of Oregon. I say to myself, how'd you get back to your car? Did you just did you just walk to an airport and hop on a plane, or did you have somebody pick you up, or did you say fuck that car? It's bad luck anyhow. How'd you get back to your car? That you. So I had a friend drop me off uh-huh. at the top of Oregon, and then I walked to the bottom of Oregon, okay. and then I was going to fly home, but I had my dog with me. I had my sh- German Shepherd with me. Uh, beautiful. That's badass. Yeah, one one of my pack. Mm-hmm. I was telling you about, mm-hmm. and um, it was a time of year where airlines wouldn't let you fly with an animal is too hot so i bought like a 400 dollars car and i headed back to utah and i thought well this might look it might make it the entire way but mm-hmm. if not i had a friend that was going to come pick me up and uh it made it the entire way and it was actually september 10th 2000 um it was One? the day before 9-11 i got home Jeannie was there and then the next morning we woke up and it was 9-11 wow was it a Toyota Corolla? 
I'm just no, gonna I'm just gonna say it was a Honda Civic. No, it was like a Pacer or something. You found a, a Pacer toy- in 2001? Something like that. It. <laughs> I had to turn it on with the screwdriver. I remember that. Oh, that's called oh. a stolen car. But yeah. I mean, uh, so again, what, so witness to a crime, right? We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> so what did you do with the $400? Is that gas? Is that why? Because you stole it and you just $400 worth of gas to make it? No, no. I bought the car for $400. Yes. I, yeah. I bought the car. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so you get back, 9-11's popping off, you yeah. sold your gum company, which is something I, I would really like to stand on, but we'll be here for four hours. I, I gotta ask the question. <laughs> Flavors of gum, what, what is it, how do you, do you know how you make gum? Do you know that? Yes. Can you, can you talk about that? I would hope so. Little, no, he had chemists. No, but yeah, but that was later, right? I, I think he said in the beginning he started it. Yeah. How did you make gum organically yourself? What, what did you make? Did, is it the tree stuff that they tell you that the Native Americans use? Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you know P- it's called Pilu. Pilu. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, you know, when I first started, I, I, there, was a, there was a company that sold gum base, and they were owned by Wrigley's as well. And if you bought gum base for them, they would make samples of any chewing gum ideas that mm-hmm. you had. And so, I mean, essentially it was a caffeine gum, right? This was like mm-hmm. 1990. This was before all the caffeine products i mean everything now is just caffeine caffeine everything but back then there really there was just gum and that was it fresh up remember fresh up gum the little burst in your mouth Mm -hmm. always made me feel like i went to like like a bar i shouldn't have gone you know what i mean just burst in my mouth i like that a little too much you know what i mean yeah remember you put two in on each on one side and it burst in your mouth oh god the 70s you just have gum base Mm mm-hmm and you add in flavors, and you add in emulsifiers, you add in all sorts of different stuff. You just heat it up, you mix it up, and it's just like making brownies, basically. Okay. All right. Um, I, I hear brownies, I think weed, but I'm trying to stay focused. <laughs> I want to go one further step back, and I want to talk about the triathlon. So that's the bike, the swim, and the run. Right. How many of those did you compete in? Oh, <laughs> really? 20 a year? 30 a year? Do you have wow. foot, ankle, knee problems or any any residual problems from that? No, I don't. No, no, I don't think so. I, I, you know, I was a swimmer in college, and and it just seemed like it was a good fit for me because you know I did track in high school and things like that, and it, it was great. I mean, it turned into the chewing gum business essentially. Yeah, it was real great. Yeah. yeah. Where'd you go to college? University of Utah. What did you major in? Business and drama. Oh, you were in plays and stuff too. Yeah. I should have fucking got into that, man. So, being a you know <laughs> kind of jock, right? I didn't do that. I was like, you know, the, the, the Keith's a, Keith's a uh, an aspiring actor that just hasn't got his break yet. I, I just haven't yeah. been in it's, anything. It's, it's on its way. Yeah, well, it's, it's coming. coming. Yeah. I, in the mirror every morning. You know? <laughs> I can act the shit out of a movie in the mirror. Don't give me. <laughs> you can't handle the truth, All right? Anyway, all right. So you, you did a bunch of triathlons. You did the gum. Now you're walking back from Oregon and. Um, you meet the Yodas of Inside Trading. How do you meet those people? No, excuse me, Inside Trading. That's taboo. Mm. You almost shot me, didn't you? No. you can't do that. <laughs> that's a bad thing. You meet the, how do you meet the people that are going to teach you how to trade? Well, you know, there's, there's popular books and there's popular channels, and I reached out to all of them and basically said, hey, I really want to learn how to trade. Will you teach me? And, and most of them said no. And so yeah. I just continue to ask them and uh, a lot of them said no i'm not interested and i said oh come on i said look i'll donate money to charity that usually that usually worked but it worked i mean i get i got everyone that i wanted to get and i just learned all these different approaches and different you know philosophies about trading and uh um 
Yeah, that's that's what I do right now. I mean, I'm if you really want to learn something, you, you have to go to someone that really knows what they're doing. And and I think the best way to learn anything is one on one. You know, whether it's ice skating or uh-huh. whether it's guitar or whether it's trading. And uh, uh, so yeah, I mean, I just on that walk, I decide I really am going to learn to trade from people that really know how to do it. And uh, so that's what I did. The fuck? How long did this walk last again? Oh. It, it was over, probably over two months. That's fucking incredible. That's odd. I would like to do something like that. I don't have the patience. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I'll walk somewhere, but after a while, you're just like, <laughs> am I there yet? How much longer? You know what I mean? Did you, How many pairs of shoes did you go through? Just one. Just one pair? Yeah. Yeah, yeah but if you think about it, um, he walked, but he's also a triathlete, so... That's how many miles. If you added all the miles together, the run, the bike, the swim, how how far is that? That's a hundred and oh, hundred and twenty-seven miles. Well, it, you know, there's all if sorts of. If it's a full triathlon, we're oh, talking like about a, full like the like Iron, Iron Man. Man. Yeah, yeah, you're about a hundred. Let's just call it one hundred twenty-seven miles to be. Yeah, that's about right. Don't let his dad bod fool you. I mean, <laughs> would his run marathons? He he, he is a runner. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He runs. He runs. I drive, and like I said, I walk till I can't walk anymore, and then I get in the car. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's why he was able to walk it, because, you know, if he's done an Ironman or even multiple halves, then he's, yeah, he can walk that. Did you stop at a hotel and sleep, or did you just pull off to this, or walk, step off to the side of the sleep grass? Sleep on the beach? It, depend, it depended on how far the, the towns were apart. If, Dude, they were, if they were 20, 25 miles, I'd just walk from one to the other. But if it was like 50 miles, I'd walk, and then I'd camp. And then I'd walk into the town the next day and then get a motel. Sounds that sounds awesome. All right, I would, I would, yeah. Let's get to the trading. We're almost to the trading. <laughs> so you, you're paying these guys. You're gonna donate money and teach me your ways, yeah. Yoda. Yeah. Right. Teach yeah. me your ways. Yeah. And so you, who, who, if you can say, who was the person that said, okay, donate to my charity and I'll teach you my ways? Uh, probably the first one was Larry Williams. Was uh, his daughter is Michelle Williams, the movie star? I don't know. Was married to Heath Ledger. If you guys I, remember that. I know Heath Ledger. I don't know who he Michelle was, yeah. is. He was the Joker? Yeah, no, I know who Heath Ledger is. I'm, oh, okay. I'm with him. I, I don't know who Michelle is. Oh, uh, she's a movie star. I don't know. She... And you just met this guy by kind of networking? and, and No, I just, reached, I just reached out to him. I just reached out to him and said, hey, I need help with trading, and uh, I'll pay you whatever you want, and you have time, and so forth. And, and, and so, yeah, I got with him. He taught me what... what uh, the ways he taught me his ways. Uh-huh. I mean, there's all sorts of different ways. There's many different ways to tr- to trade, and and one of the main things is you you know you have to look at your own psychology and your 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 own personality. I could give you the best trading methodology in the world for like trend trading, but if that's not you, if that's not something, um, you you have to find the, a a type of way to trade that fits your personality. Okay. So is trend trading like flash in the pan, like it's what's going on right this second, and then there's like Long-term trading that's not trend trading, is if I understand Trend it. trading is long-term trading. Oh. It's just following the trend for a long time. I don't like to right. hold positions 
you know, longer than four or five days. So you could give me the best trend trading methodology in the world, but it just wouldn't work for me because I'm more of a short-term trader. So, that, I mean, oh. that's a big part of trading is finding a methodology or strategy that fits with your personality. Because if it doesn't fit with your personality, it can be a best approach either. But if it just doesn't resonate with you, you're going to have a difficult time with it. So, you know, I, I teach trading, right? I teach trading people all over the world. And, and I really try to f talk to them and speak to them and try to get an idea of what's comfortable for them. And then I come up with a straight, a trading strategy based upon what, what they've told me. Taking people out of the equation, yeah. objects, are you sentimental? Yeah. You are sentimental. Yeah. See, I would think you would not be because you're so quick to trade. Like, you know, I'm out of here with this and that sucks. Yeah. But but you are like you have a leather jacket from your walk in Oregon, you know, <laughs> so like, like that. I wouldn't think you'd be like that, but I'm not smart either. I was, I was focused on. Well, I'm not too sentimental. <laughs> took an with, Uber back. With, I don't with <laughs> trading, you know, I mean, other parts of my life I'm sentimental. But in, in trading, no, you don't want to get married to things. Uh -huh. You basically want to be a speed dater. Um, you can't get too sentimental. I mean, tr trading, uh, the students that I have and, and the traders that I know, um, ego is the biggest issue. People don't want to take a loss on a trade, even if it's a, yeah. a $5 loss or something in them. E ego is a killer in trading. You, you just, you know, trading, you're going to have wins, you're going to have losses, but, but you have to take the losses. They're just the expense, right, of of, uh, of your business cause, because trading is a business. And you have to keep those losses small. I mean, you know, we have an equation in trading where <clears throat> big wins are acceptable, small wins are acceptable, break-even trades are acceptable, small losses are acceptable. That's the math to be a long-term profitable trader. But what, what will kill you in trading is if your ego gets in the way, and you don't let yourself take a loss because you just don't want to take a loss. And I know many people like that, but it's, you know, the analogy that I use when I teach is, you know, you have a garden and your vegetables and your flowers, those are your winning trades. And you want to let those grow and you want to let those bloom. But if you have losses, losses are the weeds in your garden. And if you let the losses pile up and get bigger and bigger, it just chokes off the rest of the things that you want to mm -hmm. grow. So e everything in trading is about risk to reward. It's about getting out of losing trades very, very quickly, just not having an ego, just boom, I'm out of there, that's it. And then also having the strength, the ability to let those winners grow because it always feels good to take profits. Ooh, take a profit, just feels good. Mm -hmm. But it's, sometimes it's not the right thing to do. Uh, so it's it's very uh, counterintuitive um, but in, in trading, you, you, you want to be very patient with your winners and you want to be very impatient with your losers. But most people do the opposite. If they have a winning trade, they want to hurry and they want to quit, uh, take that profit because it feels good. But if that's they the have, ego thing, that's the ego thing. Well, the ego thing is more the when you have a loss on the losses. Yeah, yeah. I can't I can't deal with this. I can't deal with that. I can't take a loss. Da, da, da. But I mean, you know, I told you earlier about losing more than a million dollars. Right. Mm -hmm. That was my ego. Yeah. It's like I had a couple stocks, WorldCom, Enron, if you guys remember mm -hmm. those. Yeah, I remember WorldCom mm -hmm. and Enron. Yeah, yeah, I was right in the middle of those. And, uh, you know, I just didn't want to take the loss. But there was fraud going on in there. Mm -hmm. I, of course, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't That's mean, a variable you can't predict. Yeah, I couldn't predict. It made sense to me. But, yeah, I mean, I wrote it down to zero. Unbelievable. 
Really? Just rolled you, it to zero. So there's the patience. You were like, all right, it's going to bounce back. There's no way these fuckers are sticking dicks <laughs> in this many asses across America. But guess what they are? When it went to zero, you're like, oh, I guess they did fuck yeah. half of America. Yeah, that happened. Yeah. 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 Oops. <laughs> that happened. <laughs> yeah. Right. So the New York Stock Exchange, that's the biggest one in America or in the world? Hmm, I actually don't know the answer to that question. I would probably say the world. The world. Yeah. So there's other stock exchanges across. Mm -hmm. There's one. I think there's one in Tokyo. Am I right? Or just... sure. There's one in London. There's one. There's one in 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 Tokyo. I mean, there's there's one in. Uh, um, can't remember. What's the name there? Singa I got Singapore. Okay. Yeah. Mm. I mean, there's major stock exchanges. What happens the over there? Does that affect you as well? Does the world affect you or just New York Stock Exchange? Well, sure, you? the world affects. Okay. The world affects, but they're on different time zones. Mm -hmm. So, but everything really keys off of the Americans, the, the American Stock Exchange, the New York Stock Exchange, and the NASDAQ. That's why those fuckers are so arrogant. New Yorkers. Yep. You, yeah. you know any New Yorkers? Yeah. They're fucking pain in the ass, aren't they? And I can say that because I got a lot of family there. Explain to me bear versus bull. I, I think bull is good and bear is bad. Bull is bullish meaning you want a stock or something to go up okay bear if you're short the market or you're betting on the market going down it's a bear because a bull pushes up with its horn, with his horn. so they want mm. it to go up the bear comes at you and pushes down. down that's so that's that's where bull and that's bear where it comes from. from yeah okay wow do you know what year the stock exchange started i do not okay here's what i got do you know keith I don't, it just felt like a question that you had to I don't know. To. I, I have no idea. I don't. 1874. Yep, that's when it started. Yeah, yeah, we don't know. <laughs> here's my thing, though. So here's the stock exchange. You talked about going public like you did with your gum company. Yeah. You go public, and so this buzz depends upon the amount of money that that business is making, right? So like somebody like like when Amazon went public, yeah. there was buzz behind that. People were like, oh, shit, I can get a piece of that because that's what you're doing. You're buying a piece of that business, right? Right. right. And, and based on how good or how bad it does, that's where your money goes. Right. So when somebody goes public, it's like the Green Bay Packers. They're giving you a piece of that business. Right. Yeah. Right? You, you own an equity in the company. You own company. equity. Mm -hmm. And, and, and it, based on sales or success, that's where it goes up and down. Right. My question is, why can't you do that with people? How come I can't buy, like, a stock in a rock? Like, when a rock was just a regular wrestler, how come he can't say, you know, I'm going to go public? And you send him money for his mm -hmm. venture, right? And then based on how yeah. he does, you get money back. How come he can't do it? Is that too close to slavery? Is that why you look at me like that? I was thinking no. that, uh, you said that, and I was thinking like uh, Kevin Hart. Like, I would have loved to invest it in Kevin Hart in the beginning. Right, you but, know, when he's, at the, when he's at the dive bars uh, trying to get a name for himself, like, I'm going to invest in Kevin Hart. Then when he gets big, and I got a piece of I that think, pie. I think it's a great idea. I've told people for decades, if you were stock, I'd buy you. Right. Mm. That's what I'm saying. So uh, how, yeah. how come that's not allowed? Why? Why do you think? Just your, your, your summation on that. I think it's something that could happen in the future. Well, but we do we do actually. it with we do it with uh, do they do it with uh, like uh, sports teams? You buy, can you buy stock in sports teams? Green Bay is the only one that comes to mind. Packers. They're public. Yeah, they're they're, they're owned by the the fan base. Yeah, so you can so, buy shares of that. So I mean, essentially, if you're buying a a, a stock in in the Packers, you're you're buying a stock in whomever is part of that team, right? right? So, and, it's, and it's ownership when you buy a product, right? When you buy stock, it's ownership of that. Yeah, business. you get a small percentage of you get a small percentage of what like you know Apple. You buy okay. you buy a share of Apple on 150 bucks, you get that one little small percent of Apple. But I love the idea of buying stock or selling or shorting. Yeah. There are people that I would short as well, meaning I want it to go down. Okay, you meet some people I'd like. 
I'd short that guy. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Right. So so if you uh, – help me understand this. So if you say, you know, I would short that guy, what do you – what is that – how does that benefit you? Well, I'm just saying it kind of As, tongue-in-cheek. No, no, no. I'm saying – yeah, but it, like in the stocks. Like, oh, you want to go to, that, so Yeah, how why, does, why do you want to lose money on yeah, that guy? How, why do you want that guy's – why do you want that white bear? Why do you want that to go down if you're invested in something that I the way I see it is I always want money to go up. I, so why would it go down and you want to bet on it to go down? Greg, let me try this one. Let me try this one. Because you think it's going to go down. You'll be able to – no, that doesn't make any sense. No, you no you, were almost, you were almost there. Okay. All right. You go. I'll show you. <laughs> you try you, you Followed up. You almost got right, it. So you bought it for ten dollars. Uh, you bought Kevin Hart for ten dollars, yeah. and Kevin Hart goes down to six dollars, and then you sell it, right? No. Then you buy more because you're thinking he's going to go back up. How's that? So when God, you I, I, when, no, you, you're close. No, you're I, I, you're close. Give me, give me a bone. Like kind no, of no, I'm going. I'm, I'm bringing it back. <laughs> <Okay>. So <laughs> all I know is after this podcast, we're going to kill the New York Stock Exchange. Can I show you this? Stock Exchange started in 1790. Oh, you're close. Yeah, well, you're a century off, but yeah. yeah. Hey, thank you, Jamie. Get the right, the right to uh, 70 spin. So when you short a stock. You're betting that the stock's going down. Okay. Whether or not you think this business is going to, you know, not do well in the future, you could short the stock or from a technical standpoint with the charts, which is how I trade, it's technically, you know, different indicators and so forth. But when you sell a stock or when you short a stock, you have to sh sell it first and then you have to buy it back. So when you buy something, you want to buy it at five and you want to sell it at 10 and make that $5 spread. But mm -hmm. when you're shorting, you want to sell at 10 and buy it back for five so that's where you make the difference in the five dollars so it's the opposite most people always think i'm going to buy something low sell it high yeah you yep, understand yep, that yeah. part uh -huh. mm -hmm. but if if you're if you think something's going down you can make money from betting on it going down but you have to sell it first if you sold something for a hundred and bought it back for 50 so you'd make the $50. So that's that's the difference. And I like to short. I short stocks a lot, but I, would, I was talking about people was kind of tongue-in-cheek, right? There's some people I'm like, oh, that guy's doing... So like Vin Diesel, Vin we Diesel, can use him. Yeah. You want to short yeah. Vin Diesel? Yeah, Vin yeah Diesel. we can short Vin yeah. Diesel. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. He's a terrible actor. We don't, we don't like Vin Diesel. Oh, you don't like Vin? No. But, I mean, I watch the shows he's in, but he's still not a great actor. I think this is where I think Keith... I would I would uh, push for you to take his role in all of those. Parts. I could do it. Yeah, I could do it. I like it. I could totally do it. Anyway, so, I, I, so I here's the thing though: when you when you short it, so I bought it for ten. I sell short, it. I, you shorted it. At 10. I shorted it at ten, and then I buy it five. But if it goes down to three, I'm ass out still. So you got to still kind of know the product to see if it's going to go back up, right? Because you don't want to sit on something for five dollars and then it goes to three dollars because then you lost two dollars. That's right. Right. So yeah, it's it can't be something that's it can't be Enron, right? That you're gonna short because that keeps going down. Although nobody knew that was gonna happen, right? I mm. guess nobody knows any of this shit, right? It's a very difficult profession. But yeah, you man. but you watch yeah. it, and I assume that you can kind of predict, like, um, what may be going down, what may be going up. Like you've been doing it long enough, I assume that you can kind of predict that in a way. So, you know. In, in, in the stock market, there's there's two different approaches. There's what's called fundamental approach, where you look at their sales, you look at their income, you look at their net profits. Um, I'm a technical trader. I'm a technical analyst. So I short based upon the technicals of what's going on with the price. And the the theory behind that is 
the chart, what it's doing, the price action of the chart, everything that's fundamentally important to that company is already priced into the chart. So when I look at a chart, I can assume all the known information, all the unknown information, because someone knows it, is priced into the chart. Okay. So um, that's why I'm a, you know, that's why I do technical analysis. And um, I, I fully believe that everything out there is priced into the chart. And, you know, when you're trading, it, it, it's all about picking, picking a spot. If it moves your way, staying with it. But if you're wrong, getting out very quickly. I mean, that's, that's the golden rule in trading. If you're wrong, get out quickly. If you're right, stick with it. Mm -hmm. um, so... And people have other theories. They think, oh, no, fundamental is the only thing that works. And then technical uh, analysts say, no, technical analysis is the only thing that works. Probably the best way is if you find a company that has good fundamentals, but you only trade it based upon the technicals of, of what's going on. So, um, yeah. The, the, what's going on in the world can tell you that, too. Because, like, right now, like you wouldn't want to be – you like, brick and mortar is probably – I'm an idiot, so you just shake your head and I'll stop talking either way. <laughs> Brick and mortar wouldn't be the way to go now. Everything mm -hmm. now is out in the ether. So, like, if Uber, is Uber public? Mm -hmm. All right, that'd be, a, that'd be one you want to get on, right? But something like, um, I don't know, um, the actual building of, fuck, PetSmart, mm -hmm. right? Because sooner or later, all that shit's going to be online, right? Because Amazon is king dingling walking around out here, right? Yeah. And they can just get everything. So, uh, sooner or later, I would think PetSmart wouldn't have to have a brick and mortar. Because it's just product, right? And the product, I can go on because nobody leaves their fucking house anymore anyway, right? Mm -hmm. You could just go on and say, hey, I need um, 80 pounds of cat food because I got 16 cats, <laughs> right? And some lint brushes because, you know, I got to go to work once a week to show my face, right? And you type that in and then somebody like um, Amazon brings it to you or, you know, uh, uh, a pet dash or whatever's coming up next is going to bring that to you. So would you advise... Uh, Buying stock and brick and mortar, actual physical buildings now, or is it more all the stuff that's in the ether? It's hard to say. I mean, you know, I, some companies like Amazon, who are definitely internet based, you know, they're starting to build brick and mortar stores. Oh, really? That, yeah. Well, the Amazon, they have that grocery store mm -hmm. where you don't even have, they don't have uh, cashiers. Uh -huh. You just go up and you put your stuff in, and it, the store knows what you put in your cart. And then you just leave. The fuck? Yeah. What? It's a thing. It's a thing. Yeah. Look so it it's a thing. And then you had like CVS that's getting out of brick and mortar and going more online retail. Mm -hmm. but, but I was I was talking to you before about fundamental versus technical analysis, and um, you know, people ask me all the time, "What do you think about this company? What do you think about that company?" I was like, "I don't know. I need to look at the chart first. The chart mm -hmm. will tell me what's going on because all the available information, even the insider information, it's." in the chart people can say oh this company's going to go up and they'll give you a million reasons why it's going to go up but if i look at the chart if it's going down i'm like you may say that but the chart says otherwise and the truth is in the chart is it's this chart available to everybody or is it just people that can oh, lose a yeah. million dollars and walk around no for, no <laughs> no <laughs> what, do you, what do you get the chart at is it oh there, you know there's all sorts of charting programs out there i mean i could show you guys some later um but yeah everything is in the chart like if if there's always stories, I mean, like about crypto, right? Like, okay, Bitcoin's going to this, Bitcoin's going to, this. there's all sorts of stories, all sorts of narratives, all sorts of 
explanations of why and people buy people really buy into it but you know I don't I look at the chart the chart tells me really what's going on so it's a nice feeling I don't have to figure out balance sheets I don't have to figure out income statements I don't have to do all this fundamental analysis I can just basically look at a chart and I can say okay here's a price if it stays above this price I'll ride that up if it just even goes down a little bit boom I'm out that's mm -hmm. it and that's the key to profitable trading so do you have a um an opinion or a feeling on like the Bitcoin stuff? All that? Well, I trade Bitcoin. I trade a lot of Bitcoin. I trade it, I trade it every day. Um, person that I trade it for is uh, a huge Bitcoin bull. You know, he thinks mm -hmm. it's going to 200,000, going to a million. Uh, but, you know, when he tells me that, I, I take it with a grain of salt because I just base it what's going on with the technicals and so it's it, it's not about the story and the narrative it's about what the chart is showing you so i i don't really have strong opinions about anything other than the chart picking a level if i'm in if i'm wrong i'm out sm quickly and small if i'm right let it run that's what's important quick here's where i'm a little fucked up okay <laughs> bitcoin that's cryptocurrency yeah what what, what the fuck what is that what like you just all of a sudden, I can say, "Oh, I'm going to start selling pebbles." Yeah. Right. Yep. Pebbles is now money. Yeah. Anybody that's down with me, if Jay Z got on top of the stage right now and said, "Anybody's got a, a, a fucking green rock, that's money now," and that's all I'm taking at my when I'm selling my t-shirts and my hats out in the yeah. lobby. Yeah. If you don't have a green rock, you can't buy shit. Yeah. How does somebody just come out the fucking out the air and just say, "Hey, look!" All of a sudden, uh, Bitcoin. What backs it? Because I was always told. There's money in Fort Knox, and the gold backs the money, yeah, right, right? right? And you laugh because yeah, it's bullshit, right? Yeah, right? Probably. As Gone I got now, older, I yeah. knew it was bullshit. Yeah. But things like, uh, what is that? RIVN stock and, and cryptocurrency, the Bitcoin, and what's the other one? There's another uh, currency one. Uh, Dogecoin? Dogecoin? Doge. 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 Mm -hmm. I don't know how you pronounce it. How do you it? just all of a sudden say, hey, this is it, guys? And I've like you don't go to a store and see uh we only accept bitcoin right you see no checks you see that all the time say and you, exact exact change only and when you see no checks you got a picture of wood's face up there because <laughs> you know he's got a lot of kids and he bounces checks that's, sometimes no, okay. <laughs> yeah i got a, I got a car that's got an ebt on it <laughs> but how do people just come up with new money how does that happen and how's the government not tamping that down and say hey no 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 this is how we get down how's that happening well what I does mean, the government have their hand in it they might. I think the government could come in at some point and shut it all down. I think they have the power to do that. It's just, you know, it's the time that we're living in, you know, with, with the with the easy money and the low interest rates and all this. Easy stuff. money? I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I, <laughs> I got no easy money. <laughs> no, I, I hear you. But from like the banking and, you know, interest rates being low and so forth. I mean, it, it, there's a lot of money out there. Uh, that is why money is chasing equities and that's why money is chasing real estate and why everything is being bid up so far. I mean, we're, we're in a crazy time. I mean, it's like a feeding frenzy of speculation going right now, right now. And, and, and that's why, you know, I'm a little bearish on the market. I'm a little bearish on cryptos and things like this because people are just with reckless abandoning, just buying assets that really have no value underneath it, like a lot, like Dogecoin. Doesn't Dogecoin it feel like a joke? A joke. I, I, get, well, it's, I mean, it, I don't mean, what I mean is it was literally started as a joke. The guy what? that, yeah, yeah it, he started it. It all started as at the same time as the, uh, um, the video game, the GameStop stocks. Yeah, when all that stocks. Yeah, yeah. It was a couple months ago, six, seven yeah, months ago. Yeah, yeah, and that's when that all started too, right about the same yeah. time. Yeah. And that all started as a 
a joke too, or like a peer pressure internet thing as well. Uh, it was the Reddit. The yeah, the, the, yeah. The, the Reddit people that that found stocks that had heavily shorted interest, and so when you're short, you sell first, but you have to buy back to get out. And so, I know what that means. A guy taught me that. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So I mean, if there's a company that has a lot of short positions in it people know that eventually those people have to buy it to get out and that can cause a short squeeze and that's what happened mm. like like with AMC and 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 with GameStop and all these kind of things but it's the whole you know it's the whole sign of the times right now where everything's speculative you know that that show Squid Game yeah okay. I've heard of it I don't yeah, know it's actually I, I, it's I, a pretty good show actually if you get an opportunity to watch 9 episodes I think it's actually pretty good yeah so yeah, I mean it's enjoyable. they they made a Squid Game crypto which does nothing, which offers nothing. It's just popular, and it's just gone skyrocket. But, but why? what are you buying? Like, uh-huh. You're not buying anything. It's just a speculative frenzy of what's going on right now. So is a, is a, is it a, is one of those, like a Bitcoin, is it backed by a, because they say you could buy into it, but you buy into it with a real dollar. You buy so, into it with dollars, yeah. So you're buying a Bitcoin with a real dollar. Mm-hmm. So are all the Bitcoin then backed with real dollar? Because then if that's the case, then why not just have the real dollar? I don't Ooh, understand. Yeah. I like that. Well, I would think the crypto people would tell you that there's no government body that's regulating it. It's completely um, uh, anonymous. That's why it's used mm. in a lot of like crime Dark things. web. That's why you yeah. use to get web. people murdered. That's, yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's right. Murder it's, for hire. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So it's just dirty money. Well, it's not really dirty money. I mean, it's it's a currency. It's a currency that has people believing in its value, but is there anything really there? You know, and, and I, I look at I look at what the, can you the use that banks. what can you use that for, I guess? Well, Buying things on the dark web, I guess. Um, you, I mean, there. As long as they have, I uh, think you can buy a Tesla diapers. With they have you buy diapers. Tesla? He think, takes it. Elon takes. Yeah, that I shit? think he, I think Elon takes it. Um, diapers and formula. Do you, they have that on the dark web? Needs I, I, I don't know. <laughs> he, he needs diapers and formula <laughs> a lot. What What is junk stock? Junk stock. You're talking about junk bonds. Yeah, that's what I said. I didn't. Say, I said junk bonds. You said bonds. I heard you correctly. <laughs> correctly. So, you know, every bond has a rating, whether it's AAA or A or B or so forth. And so the, the, the if you have a, a company like, I don't know, you know, you have a, a company like Microsoft, they are going to have bonds that are AAA rated that are not going to pay very much. But the worse a company, uh, the, the worse the fundamentals of a company are, they still have bonds. People can buy their bonds, but because it's riskier, they have to pay a higher yield. So you might get one or two percent on a corporate bond from Microsoft, but you may get nine or ten percent on a company like Sears or something because it's it's more risky. So they call them junk bonds because the creditworthiness is not that high, and therefore they have to pay you a, a higher yield to buy it. So, so what I heard just now is. I can buy Microsoft, but Microsoft is so high, you're not going to make that much money off of it because it's already it's, it's at or near its peak. Is that what I'm hearing? Well, we're talking about bonds, not the stock. Oh, bond. God damn it. All yeah. right. What's a bond? Well, a, a, a bond is... Junk. No. <laughs> it could be. De- okay. De- all right. Depending, depending on the company. But you're essentially buying, you're, you're, you're buying a bond of a company. They get the money. They're paying you interest 
to to buy that bond. So Microsoft says, oh, we need five billion dollars for something, and we're going to pay two and a half percent. So okay. it's just a loan, okay. essentially. Mm-hmm. Is there a time frame on it? Yeah, like, like a CD from a bank. So you mm-hmm. do that bond for ten years before you can sell it and get out of it completely. Well, you could sell it anytime you want, but okay. depending on the maturity and depending on what's going on with interest rates, will affect what you're doing. But yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. if you buy a, a a bond on on Microsoft, that's a two year note that pays two and a half percent. At the end of that t- two years, it will have paid the full two and a half percent. But if you want to get it out of it in two days or five days later, it's you may bad. you may take you may take a loss on it. Do you it. mess it's with those at all? Uh, with bonds? Yeah. No, I'm I'm mainly an equity trader. Gotcha. Mm. Um, um, penny stocks. Mm. What, what what's that? Well, penny stocks are. I mean, by virtue of the name, penny stocks are stocks whose whose stock price trades in the pennies. Okay. Now 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 you got an audience. Uh-huh. Now now you're interested. <laughs> now let me scoop my chair up a little bit. All right. Now, you, now so has a penny stock ever like taken off? Sure. All right. Let's talk. Penny stock. So I can go in and I can buy, um, so what you're saying, stock. Yeah. For a, a penny a share. Or 10 cents. Or 10 cents. It, cents. It's, it's under a dollar. Actually, even if it's a dollar or more, people could still consider it a penny stock. But I mean. I guess you can. Because yeah. you could find a dollar's worth of pennies on your couch. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> the allure there is that somebody has $1,000. Okay. Can buy, you know. $18,000 or 18,000 shares of this penny stock. And if it's at two cents, but it goes to a dollar, then you can make all this money. But it's more of a dream than anything else. Their penny stocks mm. are penny stocks because they ain't shit. They ain't shit. They're making pennies. Yeah. They're not, they're maybe not even making pennies, but there's, you know, there's a lot of fraud in there. There's a lot of market manipulation in there. You know, people that have, you know, 500 or $1,000, you know, I mean, there's stories where people have put in $1,000 and they've got back, you know, 150000 500000 but they don't happen very often. I mean, you get what you pay for. And if the stock is in, in, in the pennies, there's probably nothing really there that you're buying. But every once in a while, something good happens. But that's the, that's the allure. You know, people come to me and say, well, you know, w- would you trade penny stocks? I'm like, absolutely not. I would not trade. It, 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 it's too risky. It's too speculative. It's too manipulated. And uh, people just have all these hopes and dreams to buy penny stocks. And, and, and people take advantage of that, too. Those penny stocks, did they once open? Was somebody once excited that, oh, they're going public? And then they just plummeted down and they didn't. Blockbuster. There's mm-hmm. a, one oh, Blockbuster yeah. in America, and I think there's one somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Once Blockbuster was the king dingling. Yep. Are they yeah. now penny stocks right now? Could that happen? Because once, let's say they were $65 a share when they had commercials and mm-hmm. Blockbuster Bowl and mm-hmm. all that shit. Mm-hmm. Or probably $165 a share, right? But now, are they penny stocks, and you buy that hoping that they do it again? Yeah. I mean, you might think of it that way, but, I mean, it just goes to show you, Blockbuster is $65. Now they have one store. That's maybe why it's two cents. I'm not even mm. sure if they're public right now, okay. to, to be honest. I don't think they are, actually. Mm-hmm. I think they want I, I, I don't think they're public anymore. But, yeah, that's the idea. I mean, if you think, oh, my gosh, five years from now, there's going to be no Internet. Everybody's going to be back at the Blockbuster. Yeah, of course, you go in there. You go in you, there. You, Netflix you, dies, right? Yeah. 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 Exactly. But, see, that is fundamental thinking. That is looking at the big picture. I think this company is going to do well because times are changing and doing this. And da, 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 da. But one, I'm not smart enough to do that. Many, most people are not smart enough to do that. What I do is I, f- 
you know, I trade at the end of the day. I trade right before the market closes because during the day you have the algorithms and you have the day traders. They're moving everything around. I just consider it noise. At the end of the day. The noise. You said you consider it noise. I consider mm, it noise. I like yeah. At the end of the day, the large financial institutions come in, right? And they're dealing with the most money. They have the very, they have very smart people, best information, best technology. And at the end of the, the day, they start flexing their muscles and they take control of the price away from the day traders and the algorithm. So they're the smartest money on the street. I want to follow what they're doing. That's why I wait till the end of the day. And they would know if Blockbuster, ooh, they're having to come back in uh -huh. five years. Uh -huh. You would see that show up in the chart way before it was announced. And then okay. you could jump on it right at the end of the day and get in on, on the Blockbuster as it's on its way up. Yeah, yeah. But the point is if something good is happening in the future, people know about it. There are smart people mm -hmm. that know about things. It just finds its way, and it will show up in the chart. It will show up in the chart. So basically, what he's saying. goddamn chart he's talking about, What he's saying, there's an Adrian. Come over to my house, man. I definitely will. There's an Adrian Wojnarowski in stocks that knows the behind the scenes of somebody knows something about everything. You just got to find that person to get into it. And what I like about how you get down is you're like a boxer fighting for points at the end of round. You just throw a flurry. At the end, you're getting your little licks in. Yeah, right. Because you do it at the end of the day when all the fucking noise has died down. You go bam, 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 bam. Cool. Wait till tomorrow. Do the same thing over again. You wake up in the morning and see what's gone up mm -hmm. or down, right? And you, you play through the wave of shit going on. Yeah, it's all it's all waves. All right. Again, I asked you this earlier. I don't think we talked about it. What is RIVN stock? Do you know what that is? You know, I think on my podcast Friday, somebody asked me to take a look at that chart. RV, uh, what was it? RIVN. RIVN. What, what's the name of the company? R-I-V-N stock. I don't know. <laughs> Somebody oh. just asked me to ask you that question. <laughs> oh, if you type in R-I-V-N in Google there, it will tell you the name of the name of the stock. I don't know. I, I It sounds familiar. Uh -huh. um, I think I've traded it, but... R-I-V-N. It's uh, Rivian Automotive, Inc. What's the trading at? Um, it says 128.60. Uh, that sounds about right. Yeah. Today is up four point two three percent. Okay, so that's a big yeah. That makes sense. Actually, I think someone in my I think someone on my podcast and in my trading group bought that on They're, Friday. Uh, then that means that they came over here to get you, uh, you get go. a second opinion yeah, from you, right. <laughs> suckers. <laughs> Elephant in the room for me in my life. Okay. Okay. This 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 is the shit that makes me want to jump in front of a moving fucking train. Okay. okay? I remember, I remember vividly watching a commercial. And they came on, they talking about, get your books from Amazon. Mm -hmm. yeah. I go to, I yeah. go to Borders. Yeah. What I, I would go to Borders, and I would look at all the books in, in, on the shelves and see which one I would touch them and smell them and read a little back synopsis mm -hmm. and all that yeah. stuff. I like touching books. Yeah, I go to I see the book. I, I don't want I love a it. virtual book on, on, on some computer screen. I, I thought who, it was hard at first. Who knew? Who knew? That this motherfucker was gonna blow up the way it is. You Jeff see these Bezos, Amazon, yeah. you see these Amazon islands popping up all over the state. When I saw the first Kindle, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Because they didn't you, have the backlighting on it, and so it, was it the Kindle or was the Nook? Sorry, the Nook. Yeah, the Nook because it looked like a paperback, but it was digital because and they when had you the turn the page, it even looked like the page was yeah, turning, and it didn't hurt your eyes. And I thought, "Oh, this is kind of fun, actually." Did anybody see that coming out there except for Jeff and his boys? <laughs> I didn't. I, don't, I remember trading Amazon when it was $6 back in the 90s. I remember when it first came out. 
I can afford six dollars a share. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're, we're thirty-five or thirty-six hundred at the moment, and thirty-six hundred dollars. If you held on to one Amazon share for yeah. at six dollars, it was thirty-six hundred right now. Yeah, thirty-four, thirty-five. Do you kick yourself a little bit? Well, sure, because I've been trading so long. I look at these <laughs> stocks and go, God, why was I trading this? I should have just bought it and held it. I'd be worth, you know, all this kind. Of, but you never know. You right? never. That's my point. There's yeah. not a lot of other Amazon stories out there. There's a lot of people that tried. Yeah, and, and uh, I ha I've, I've, ha how big a company do you need to make it like to be in stocks? Or you mean you to, just, to trade stocks? To trade, yeah. yeah like so, it's like, like if me and Wood woke up tomorrow and go, "Hey, we're going public next Thursday." Nobody gives a fuck, right? So yeah. what, what are you saying? Is yeah, yeah. You know, you're 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 yeah. answering it. You're explaining it better than I am. Yeah. Yes. Um, how could we go public and then have people buy in? Or do you have to be to a certain level? A uh, certain size. Got to be business. on the chart. We got to be on that chart. Yeah. Oh, right. I'll put us my in name on the chart. chart. Right yeah. on the chart. Yeah, you just fudge it in there. I did that plenty of times in school. <laughs> my name. But do you have to be to a certain? Uh, it, it, depend, it depends. It depends what uh, stock exchange you want to be traded on. I mean, if you traded, if if your stock is traded on like the New York Stock Exchange, you have to do a certain amount of revenue. You have to have a certain amount of profit. If for a couple of years you don't do that, they can kick you off. Like, mm. you know, no, I think what he's saying is, how do they accept you? And I think yeah, you answered it yeah. right there at the end, where you said they can kick you off if you don't do this. So yeah. how do you walk to New York, New York Stock Exchange and go, "Hey, what's so what you're saying?" Right, and we're gonna go public tomorrow. They're gonna be like, right, "Get the fuck out of here." How do you build that <laughs> that buzz? How, is that on sales? Because some of this stuff, not not all, is is like tangible stuff. Again, you said Uber's public, right? Yeah. Maybe one day America, and I doubt it, will get up off their fat fucking asses and go get their own fucking uh, cab or get their own food to Uber Eats and all that shit. Yep. Who 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 predicted Americans were gonna be this lazy, right? Uh, yeah. so, you could see that coming. <laughs> Yeah, I but think you can see that. My happening. point being, his point being, how do you how do you build that buzz to get excitement for somebody to say, oh, they're going to be public tomorrow and and and, and drive up the price and then get we, accepted to be. Like, we can yeah. say we're going to open it three dollars, and all of a sudden it's so much buzz that we open it nine dollars. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Is that based on the chart that I really need? <laughs> well, to, if you have if, if you're chart. not if you're not public yet, there is no chart yet, right? Okay, okay, right. I mean, when you go public. You know, you have to go through the process. There's requirements. There's financial requirements. That was my question, I guess, more than anything, was uh, how do you get to the point where you could go public? Well, you have to, you start with an application <clears throat> based upon the stock exchange that you're looking to go public at. But they'll have requirements. You have to have this much money. You have to be in business this long. You have to have this much kind of income. Okay. Um, it, oh. It's not really that hard to go public, but... But you were talking about earlier about, you know, getting the buzz for it, people getting excited. Mm -hmm. like there, there's a whole strategy, media strategy of, uh, oh, this company's going public and they build a buzz about it and they get it excited and people are excited. Oh, I need some of that. I yeah. need some of that. Yeah, and, yeah. And, 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 you know, it, and it's like at a peak frenzy point right before it goes public. Mm. And that's why you'll see a stock, you know, that maybe it was going to go public at six. Maybe it went public at 36. But it's, you know. Everything in trading, everything in investing, it's getting people excited. Oh, I need that. And they have to create this story. They have to create this narrative about it. And people just need it, need it, need it. It's, it's about a need. And right yeah. now, I need a bathroom break. We're going to take a break right now because I'm about ready to drown in my own um, urine. Stock. Okay. Stock. <laughs> okay, we'll be back.
All right, so Greg, what's the next big thing as far as you can tell? Now, obviously, we. God, it happened in my lifetime. I just. If I had just taken like eighty dollars and bought Amazon stock, and just held on. <laughs> to I know. Should have, could have, would. And that's that whole Back to the Future. I think is three thing where he has the book yeah. with all the bets for the next yep. years and the yeah, Cups yeah, winning yeah. the World Series. And actually, I think they were only one year off for the Cups winning the World Series and and Back wow. to the Future. Well, maybe they really scary. have one. Yeah. What do you think is next though? If you had to put out there, I don't mean to name a specific business, but what type of venture you think is going to be the next big thing to blow the fuck up where people are going to be like, yeah, I made a million dollars off that overnight. Hmm. We did the hmm. computers. We did Microsoft. We did Amazon bringing shit to your door. You know what we need? We need something to keep people from stealing Amazon packages off your fucking front porch. Yeah. porch we need a business yeah. like that. Porch pirate R us. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. But, so maybe a security company, right? Maybe maybe ADT, maybe Wise, which is a, a security company. No, but you know what? All the, all the like, so I have the I have those cameras around. I have the uh, the doorbell camera. All that does, because COVID. Thank you, COVID. It allowed people to wear masks and be acceptable. <laughs> so now you just walk up to my porch with a mask on and you take my shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now I don't. I still don't know who the hell you are, and I have you on camera, and it's just a big screw you, buddy. Ah, it pisses me off. You know, I don't really know. I, I, I think probably some kind of virtual something I think will be big. In the well, future. the answer is porn. If you're talking virtual, mm. it's always porn. Yeah, well. I, you I, could always bet on porn, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> it, porn It's never is, going away. I mean, most of the technology that we use in the internet originated with porn. There we go. Yeah, yeah I mean, go. that that's always been the driving force a, of the internet. But What a beautiful business. Yeah. I, I, excuse, excuse me, Jeannie. I just have to say this, okay? So I remember years ago, you know a story's coming. I remember years ago, we're sitting in the car. Me, it was me, one of my dudes, and my best friend were sitting in the car, and we're talking about jerking off to porn. Now, I didn't even have a computer. This is probably 90, maybe 89, <laughs> but people had computers. And my yeah. boy's like, how am I going to jerk off to a computer when it sounds like this? Would you like me to take my dress it's off? It's all Stephen you know, Hawking. Right, right. <laughs> Oh, weird. And I remember him saying that. And you up, you, you fast forward now to what porn is. You yeah. know what I mean? Now it's you can put, a, now you can put on the Oculus and watch it have it virtual reality. Sex sells. Sex is yeah. always going to sell. So if you see something sexual on the internet, it's probably best bet to buy it, right? I mean, you would think if it's going to be virtual thing. and it's going to be sex. I, I think virtual something porn, if there was a company like that, that might be something a little bit. <laughs> might be so, pay attention to yeah. that one, right? Yeah. And not just the titties, right? <laughs> pay, it, pay attention to the whole thing. Yeah. Put an asterisk <laughs> by that one. <laughs> All right. I would like uh, to talk about now your, your second life. Yeah. You, no, not your second life. Um, a, a different part of your life. Yeah. Um, we, we, we talked about D.B. Cooper earlier. Yeah. And what did uh. you say? Well, so um, my father mm -hmm. is uh, is one of the top suspects from the FBI. He's the only suspect that's never been fully cleared by the FBI as not as being D.B. Cooper. So he's the only active, from the FBI's perspective, oh, yeah. uh, person who, who, who was D.B. Cooper, uh -huh, the hijacker. Uh -huh. uh, refresh, of course, for D.B. Cooper, because a lot of our fans by this point in the podcast are fucking drunk. Yeah. All right? So D.B. <laughs> Cooper... Uh, the hijack guy. I have a bomb. Here's a note. Look yeah. at the note. You yeah. need. To, she sits down. Um, yeah. I want the money. They land in SeaTac. SeaTac. What airport? Seattle. At? To come Seattle. Mm -hmm. They get the money. He goes back up. He leaves the the, the ass in down, and yeah. he jumps out in a parachute. Right. Never to be seen again. Right. What makes you think? What makes them think your father is a suspect of that? 
so <clears throat> when I was 21, I was living in Salt Lake. I was going to the University of Utah. My dad, it was my birthday, and my dad asked me to come downstairs. You want to talk to me? I, I don't mean if you don't have to answer this, but when is your birthday? February 16th. Fe- Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. All right. I yeah. like that. Yeah. Like that. Is that, that Aquarius? It is. Yeah. This is the age so he he came down, or I, I went downstairs, and he said, uh, "Hey, have you ever? Do you know who DB Cooper is?" And I said, "DB Cooper." I said, "It sounds familiar." I said, "Do you rob a bank or something?" And he goes, eh, "Kinda." <laughs> and I and I said, um, "Why why are you telling? You know why why are you?" Well, then he yeah he explained the story. No, he he went on the plane and he gave a note to the flight attendant and said, "I have a bomb, and we when we land in Seattle, I want to exchange all the passengers for two hundred thousand dollars plus four parachutes." And I'm just listening, and he goes, and and so he let DB Cooper let the people off the plane. They brought on the money, they brought on the parachutes, they took off. They're heading to Mexico. It was a seven twenty seven, so you could enter from the rear of the plane, mm-hmm. and then DB Cooper put on his parachutes strapped the money to himself, jumped off, and they never heard about him before. I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. And then he took me over to a file cabinet, and in the file cabinet was every single article, newspaper, magazine article about about the D.B. Cooper case. I was like, God, my dad really likes D.B. Cooper. Yeah. Good dad, you want to date? You think he's hot? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so he, uh, I remember he took out a picture, an FBI sketch of the F- of, of D.B. Cooper. And he, he said, what do you think of this? And he goes, who do you think that looks like? And I said, huh, that looks a little bit like you. He's like, that's right. Wow. He said, that's right? Yeah, he said, that's right. I, I was D.B. Cooper. And I was like, What? I was kind of shocked. Uh-huh. I, I didn't know much about the hijacking, right? Other than what he had just told me. You in your own business at that age, right? You're worried no, about yourself. I w- well, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. I, and I was 21, <laughs> right? right? You're worried about yourself. And, uh, you know, to this day, I really regret not asking him a lot of questions. But I was kind of in shock. I mean, I did ask him one question. I said, well, where's the money? Yeah. And he says it's in a safety, safety deposit box in Canada. And then he went, he went in, he showed me the keys. Which hmm. came back later because I was hypnotized by the FBI. They wanted to know what the keys look like. He said, "He said, open a gum company in a couple of years." <laughs> I don't think I'd, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't, I didn't really know I was, I was starting that yet. Okay. But yeah, uh-huh. I, you know, and and I, I said, "Where's the money?" He says, "It's in Canada," and uh, and the only other thing he told me was, "Do not tell your mother." Oh, nice. Don't tell Teresa. My and so I never, I never told. I, I never asked him any other questions. I regret it to this day. Uh, and then one day I was, uh, I was in my truck. It was Thanksgiving Eve. As a matter of fact, the night that it happened in coast to coast, they were doing a special on it. They had an investigator there. They're talking about the case and da, da, da. And I listened to the whole thing. And, uh, and, uh, they said, I, maybe somebody out there really knows who DB Cooper is. And I remember thinking, I think I do. Mm-hmm. And so I uh, wrote down the investigator's number. I called my brothers and asked them. I said, hey. Did older brothers, younger brothers? Older brothers. And I said. So yeah. you're the youngest? Yeah. Okay. I said, did, did, did dad ever talk to you about a hijack? And they're like, yes, he did. And I said, well, I just listened to this, this Coast to Coast program. And there's this investigator. I think he'd be interested. How about we just get to the, the bottom of this and find out if dad really was, was D.B. Cooper. And so I contacted him and he's like, yeah, a lot of people think their dad's D.B. Cooper. And he goes, what do you have to show? And I sent him a picture. I showed you guys the picture earlier. Put that picture on our social shit. Yeah. Well, I got it. Do you you mind if we do that? We've sure. Absolutely. 
Yeah. And so once he got the picture, he was super interested. So the last 15 years he has been studying this case. He's gone through my whole family history. I mean, everything through my dad's military record and work record, all of this. So he has a book coming out this year that's going to be a big book. As a matter of fact, he was even contacted by George Clooney because George Clooney is a big fan mm. of my dad's story. Mm -hmm. And they wanted, they're like, you know, has the FBI put their stamp of approval on this? And they said, no, that probably will never happen. But uh, a book's coming out. And so supposedly George Clooney wants to play my dad in this movie. Oh, shit. Yeah. Wow. Really? So what was your yeah. dad's background? Because D.B. Cooper jumped out in the rain in the night mm -hmm. in some parachute. Was your dad a paratrooper? Yeah, he was He was special forces. He was two tours in the Vietnam, and he was a, a halo jumper, a high-opening, low, or high-altitude, low-opening jumper um, so with parachutes. What did he do with all the money? Here he is. He How much did he get? $200,000. $200,000 in 71, too? Yeah. 71. It might as well be $30 million today, right? Yeah. What, did you guys all of a sudden have, like, um, gold-plated kitchen floors? <laughs> did you have a... Uh, platinum toilet platinum wasn't out in the seventies, but did, I mean, what happened? Did things get better all of a sudden? You had Adidas instead of Jocks. What, what went I, down? I, I never saw any of that. I told you earlier that my dad did pay off the house that they just bought. Just bought. Just bought. What'd your dad do for a living? He was he started the ROTC up at Weber State. Okay, which doesn't pay a lot. No. Okay, he, but he made fifteen thousand dollars a year. And he paid off the house, which yeah. to me today is a red flag. But back then, they're just like, oh, he's real good at saving. Yeah. Maybe he had what, what are those <laughs> blue stamps? Remember yeah. blue stamps used to go to store? Green stamps. Green stamps. Green stamps. <laughs> We had right. those. So he paid off the house, and you didn't know that till you were older because you, you don't care about a house payment. As I didn't a kid. know. I didn't know about it till a year ago. Really? Through this investigation. Yeah. Okay. So. He he did that. Mm. What else did he do? Midlife crisis, Porsche, uh, Corvette. You know, I th I think the reason he did it was because my my mom and my dad had just divorced. My dad wasn't good with money; never had a penny. Um, and mm. you know, well, in, in if he's DB Cooper, he's real fucking good with money. To be honest with you, I mean, let's reevaluate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. true. I, yeah. I, I I think I think it was done because he was trying to get my mother back. I think, mm. I think that's really the whole underlying story of uh, the reason for the story of why he hijacked the plane. Do you think she knew and she just didn't tell you she knew? You know, it's interesting because she had told me, you know, I know something about your father can get him a lot of trouble, but she never told me what it was, but I'm pretty sure that's what it was. I, I, I remember because he came 30 days after the hijacking. It was Christmas Eve. I was just a little kid. I was like four years old. And he came and he had this trench coat. And out of the trench coat, he brought just these bands, bands of cash. Must have been twenty, twenty-five, thirty thousand dollars $30,000. And that was my first time I'd really seen money. So I really, mm. really remember it. And I remember my mom going, oh, Bill, what? It, I remember it didn't ring true to me. Like she knew. Mm -hmm. it was something like mm -hmm. that. So I, I have an I, I, I kind of have a gut feeling that she knew. Your father looks a lot like the drawing. Yeah, yeah. That, I, I think that's the drawing the flight attendant gave. Whatever her, I can't remember her name. Shat I don't wanna... Shatner was her last name that she gave to the FBI. Yeah, looks a lot like him, man. It does it really does? I uh, I shared that up on the social media. So if you, anybody wants to check that out, that also said uh, to Google, it's uh, Wolfgang Gossett, right? Yeah. And uh, DB Cooper, and you can see the side by side comparison. Yeah. yeah. And it's crazy. It is incredible. What, what do you What do you think? So there was the one where the kids found. I think it was in the eighties. They found the money by the bank of where he 5, jumped out. Fifty eight hundred and eighty dollars. Yeah. See, 
Wait, mm. Let me ask you this. Was your dad not an approachable person? Why wouldn't you continue to ask him questions about that? Because if my father came to me and said, guess what? I'm, uh, I don't know, Jack the Ripper. I'd be like, oh, really? Um, let's, <laughs> let's talk about it. You know what yeah. I mean? Or I'm the Zodiac Killer. Let's have a conversation. Yeah, yeah. I, I was kind of scared of my dad. Okay, th- yeah. I was scared of my dad, and, uh, you know, he was known to tell a tall tale or two. Mm-hmm. And so, but this was different because he never told any females. He never told any females. He only told his sons. I don't really think he trusted women so much. Smart guy. No, yeah. just playing. Just playing, Jenny. Just playing, Jenny. All right. Um, so, I, you know, but, but him showing up with the money, I mean, no one can ever tell me. I mean, he showed up with twenty, twenty-five, thirty thousand dollars in cash. He made fifteen thousand dollars a year, and it was fifteen, er, one month after the hijacking happened. And he looked mm. like it. And he had the training. And he was, you know, not scared of of anything ever. And uh, you know, through this investigation, all the things that I found out, learned about my dad. I mean, you know, the, the FBI was super interested. I mean, you know, they took my, they did my DNA. They did, they hypnotized me so I could tell them the the regression hypnosis. So I could tell them about the the, the Christmas Eve when mm-hmm. I gave them the money. Um, they're trying to match up the keys to banks in Canada mm-hmm. so that they can locate. And that money is worth a ton of money because of the collectible value. So it's still in this account, you think? That's what our investigator thinks. But you, you, your father's passed on. Yes. Is your mother still with us? No. So your mother's mm. passed on. You would think the bank would contact at least your oldest brother. Well, he and, didn't use a real name. Yeah. Yeah. DB, yeah he didn't yeah, use Yeah, that would make sense. He yeah. said, my name is D.B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Aren't you fucking smart, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so here they are looking for a, a David Brian Cooper. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. Where, where do you think he came up with that name from? Oh, okay. So, you know, that's that's kind of a misnomer that came from the press. The, the name on the ticket was Dan Cooper. But someone in the press inadvertently called him D.B. Cooper in the interview, and it just stuck. So there's no DB anywhere. No. Do you know any Coopers? You got cousins, uncles? No. Nobody Cooper? No. No, no. But my my uncle's name is Danny, and I think that's where the Dan came from. Whether Where he came up with Dan Cooper, I don't know, but I think Dan came from, from Gary Cooper. Your Gary brother? Cooper. His, his brother and Cooper. There you go. Wow. <laughs> that's incredible. So it, 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 it's you and how many brothers? Uh, two. No girls? Uh, one girl, one sister. I've never met her. Never met. Her. Yeah. Dad, dad's sister, or dad's daughter, or mom's daughter. Dad's daughter. So, so dad had a lot mm-hmm. of other things going on. All right, so you and the brothers, you guys all believe this? I, I, you know. I I think so. I mean, my my dad was on his deathbed up in uh, up in Washington, and my brother Stephen, uh, who he and he and my my father were estranged, and my dad was on his deathbed, and that's when he told him. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. That's that's when he told him. So, yeah, he held on to it that long, he and then it was. Yeah, I mean, I mean, now if you're on your death, but if it, if it's a if it's a story you're just telling to get some clout, just to, you know, get your kids excited about your life as whatever. Okay, you tell that, but then you go to your deathbed and you hang on to that story and you retell it that way. It seems to have a little bit more weight. To a me, lot of weight. In my, in my a lot opinion. of weight. Because a lot of people on their deathbed, 
Um, they talk about uh, men specifically, a lot of the regrets in their lives, a lot of things that they wish they would have done in their lives, right. a lot of things that they did that they wish they wouldn't have, or they share a lot. Men on their deathbed share a lot more than women, um, in case you're curious. But uh, <laughs> I don't ask me how I know that. It doesn't matter. But for him to say that on his deathbed is quite incredible, really. Um, to share that, which I think a holds lot. a lot, it weighs it holds a lot. a lot of weight there. Yeah, yeah, I, it's crazy. <clears throat> That's incredible. I think so. I, I, I think he just wanted to get it off his chest to, to my brother. Um, yeah, it's, it's a wild story. I mean, it's a wild story. I, I, I look at you know some of the evidence and and some of the people that were interviewed, but I know that he showed up with almost thirty thousand dollars in cash. Mm. 30 days after the hijacking he looks like him he has the training you know and i, I, I didn't know the name wolfgang gothic yeah i didn't know the name but i've listened to several podcasts where it talks about a guy in utah that was a strong suspect yeah, yeah. In, in this corner and when you put the picture up there if that's your father and those fucking drawings for me i'm like that's that, the guy that yep that guy right there he did that shit he did that incredible man yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's uh, sometimes I kind of trip out about it. You know what I mean? I read it and I was like, oh, is, that, is that really my father? You know, I mean, it's. Uh, hey, man, we all, we are, all of us yeah. have, have a mm-hmm. life. And there's some. Do you have kids? No. So you don't have to tell your deep, dark secrets, right? Well, you, re- <laughs> well, you really did walking down Oregon, right? Right? There's, just, <laughs> there's been a lot of mass murderers up in Oregon, yeah, serial yeah. killers up there. No, I'm just playing with you, Greg. I'm just playing. <laughs> I got another question back to the to the um, financial part of it. How soon should you start pulling your money elsewhere, putting your money elsewhere before you retire? Or do you just wait? All right. Somebody wants to know when getting a financial advisor after you retire, you get a financial advisor and you start paying them. Okay. Which is kind of bullshit. I earned all this money. And I'm paying you to tell me what to do with it. When should I start doing this? When should I start saying all right, where do I put my money? How do I... They should come to you. They should watch your podcast. Right? I like that idea. I, I think I just answered the question. I, I, I think my best advice, like, this is the best advice I could give anyone on finance, especially if, if you have kids. The, 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 the best asset you can have with investing is time on your hands, right? Starting investing when you're young. You know, if, if you were to... if your mother and father put away a dollar a day for you, like when you were a baby, mm-hmm. if they put a dollar a day away from you, just put it in the indexes like the S&P 500, you know, at your age right now, you would have close to a million dollars. Just with a dollar a day. Wow. A dollar a day. If, if your parents would have put a dollar a day away from you, you would have the same amount. Same with Jeannie, right? No, Jeannie wouldn't have a million dollars. She'd have five hundred thousand because she's younger than us. Yeah, she might have. She might have five hundred, <laughs> but she she would still have a significant amount. Right, I mean, right. I mean, you know, if you have kids or for yourself, the best thing that you can do. I'm not talking about trading. I'm not talking about what I do. I'm just talking about putting away a dollar a day, putting away five dollars a day, putting away whatever you can put away each month, getting in the habit of doing it. If you do that, by the time you're retired, I mean, if you start young, you're going to have a ton of money. Just from the fact that mm. it's not going to be in your hands for you to go out and spend it. Right. And, and mm-hmm. you don't have to be rich. You don't have to have a degree. Everybody, everyone can afford a dollar a day, especially for their kids. And mm. so the best thing is put away money, 
put away uh, put it away on a regular basis get it out of your hands so you can't spend it and it can go somewhere where it can start to make money but that's the key i mean they call it da dollar cost averaging mm -hmm. where you put a little in this month and you put a little in this month and when it's lower you put in more and then it goes up and but over time it goes up. I mean, that's mm -hmm. the best advice. What most people do is they wait till they're in their 40s or wait till in their 50s. Like, oh man, I got to get this like retirement thing going. I need to yeah. learn about trading. You can do it, but you have less time on your hands. Correct. And so you have to be more aggressive and you have to take more risk mm -hmm. to make some kind of return. If you're young, I mean, you know, if you're five years old, you can put that dollar away, two dollars away. See, you're gonna mm. you're gonna be a millionaire by the time you're you're retired. You say those things, but yeah. you're talking to a guy that hung out with guys that it took twelve <laughs> people to get seven dollars for a Casey Keystone. Yeah. Twelve people to get seven dollars. I had like, you know, thirty eight cents in my pocket. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So a dollar a day was a little bit much for me. I wanna hear your views on these um different types of ways to invest, okay? Four one K match. Is that a good gig? Yeah. Roth IRA, is that a good gig? It depends. Like it. Yeah, come on. Give it to me. Give it to me, Greg. <laughs> well, I, it, it depends whether you're talking like pre-tax money. I mean, you know, whether you're using a regular IRA or a Roth IRA. I mean, there, there's advantages and disadvantages to both. Some get, you know, taxed earlier. Some are taxed later. It really depends on your financial situation. I mean, and that's something you probably should discuss with your financial advisor. But, you know, financial advisor. Looking like it's going to be you after this podcast. <laughs> I think most people I think most people get too affected by the media and what stories are and oh this company sounds good. You know, if you just if if I would just buy an index, I would just buy the S&P 500 or your money spread across 500 different stocks and just invest on a regular basis. That's what I do now. That yeah, and it's probably worked out well for you, hasn't it? I, I sure. I uh, I would imagine. I, I mean the market yes, the market the market's up, right? Yeah, well the market's doing great. Yeah. But so don't pull it out. Well, because wood never pulls out. Nope. Yeah, that's right. No, that's where you end up with about. Hits all the footsteps upstairs. Uh huh. And <laughs> and the kids in Mexico that I had to go visit. That's a true story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I don't I don't mean to go back, but we did get a comment, and I missed it on before before we switched from the DB Cooper. Um, we had somebody asked, uh, I'm curious about the key in Canada. Did they ever find the money there, or the rest of any of the money? They have not. No, they they have not. Because I mean, that's where you said that uh, likely a different name was used mm -hmm, under the, the mm -hmm, deposit mm -hmm. up there in Canada. Okay, all right. That they was they have not found anything as far as as far as far I know. Mm. Damn. Mm. Except uh, instructions on how to start a gum company. Mm. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> wonder <laughs> where the funding for that came from. I oh. wonder where the backing came from. <laughs> All right. So you said you said right. Roth IRA, RIA is okay. Depends. Four hundred one k straight. Just no backing. No match. Is that still a good investment? Not as good as match. Because Not as good, but match. It's, but it's still good. Of four hundred one investing is basically just what I was talking right. about. Steady investing. Yes, sir. Each month. One's a four hundred k. So you know there's tax ramifications. But with the match, you got so double whatever's going uh, on. Of course, mm -hmm. that's the best investment you can get. It's like a hundred percent. Okay, then I got yeah. backdoor IRA. No, I think that's backdoor IRA. <laughs> backdoor IRA. <laughs> Could be IRA too. I don't know. It's IRA. Let's go with IRA. Backdoor IRA. Is that a good deal? Honestly. Not for IRA. I, I, it depends I, on what I, she's I, I into. I don't know what that is. Okay. All right. How about brokerage? Well, a brokerage is like. It's you. 
No, no. You know, you you have to have a broker to place trades, whether it's Merrill Lynch or Mm -hmm. Charles Schwab. It's just a brokerage company. It's like a real estate company that has different agents working for them. You have to have a broker's license. So in order to transact stocks, you have to have a brokerage license. So when you say brokerage, I don't. That's just why it's too broad. It's too broad. Okay. Mm. My problem is this. Okay, so the other day, I told you about this. Okay. okay. I invented something, and for yeah. about 38 seconds, yeah. I was the richest motherfucker on the planet. Yeah. I've and then I Googled before. it, and it had already been invented. I was so fucking pissed. Today, <laughs> today, I went to Lowell's, and I found gloves with lights on all the knuckles and all the fingers. So when you're working on something oh, together. Oh, nice. Yeah, you say that. Why didn't I invent it? Yeah. I get pissed off in the selfie stick. Yeah, I, was just I get pissed off that, that little yeah. fucking holder for the back of your cell phone. Oh, yeah. Pop all, socket. Yeah, this little bad boy great. right here. Yeah, that thing. All right this shit yep. is right there for all of us to take. Yep. And we don't take it. These, yeah. these finger-like gloves, these little matrix shit, I should have invented that. Because number one, I can't see a fucking thing. Number two, my hand's so big, I can't grab any small screw or nut and put it together. But these lights would help me. I saw it. It pissed me off. Yeah. Yeah, you missed the boat. I would like to invent something. Listen. Yes, sir. I've invented a few things in my life, right? Uh A lot of them don't work out. But sometimes, like the gum, it does. Everyone has ideas. Everyone, I've heard almost everyone in my life go, I had this idea. And I saw it. It was Right. Uh, if you have mm. an idea, everything that's out there that's been invented, some guy or some girl just went, oh, you know, yeah. what the yeah. difference was whether or not they took action and action. did anything mm. with it or if they went, oh, and then they saw it later and went, oh, fuck. You know what I mean? Picture it. Yeah. To quote the Golden Girls, picture it. Boston. <laughs> 1977. Okay. We're going to the store. No adults are home. My cousin Leisha says, I want to leave a note. She takes a piece of paper and she does a little, little she folds it and does a little lick Ooh. thing and she tears it apart. She writes a note, then she takes some Vaseline, takes a note, sticks it to the fucking door. What does she invent? Post it. Post it notes. I get a heart on and I get pain in my anus at the same time, <laughs> knowing that my cousin invented fucking post it notes and we didn't capitalize on that shit. We're only seven years old though. Yeah. We're only seven that makes years sense. old. So we don't know any better. But every time I see a post it note, that's what happens. This is your anus, shit. dick. Uh, Together. Two different fucking, two different sensations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Both well, can that, be pleasurable and both can hurt. Yep. That's, every, everybody has good ideas. It's whether or not you take action. I thought it. you were going to say everybody has anus pain. I really thought you were going to say that because <laughs> I was caught into my own shit. I'm sorry, Greg. Go ahead. No, it's just, just whether or not you take action. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and some people yeah. do. And, and I mean, every invention out there, people go, why didn't I think of that? Yes. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You, you hear that. Caffeine gum. I heard that. Well, that's obvious. That's got to be up. Well, oh, it's not. You, you did invent yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you did do that. Great. But you don't have to be smart. I'm not smart. You, all you have to have all you have to have is an idea. Yeah. Consider who you're sitting across from. I would say you're smart. We're going to go on the smart, smart scale. You got us way over here, and you got the medium scale, like, you know, somebody can tie their shoes. And you got Greg way over here, smart. Yeah. We're going to go smart. Let's go I'm glad you're humble, though. I'd like to tell you this right now, Greg. Be sure to bring up politics at Thanksgiving dinner. Okay. It's going to mm. save you money on Christmas gifts. Oh, yeah. Also, nice. Politics, I want you to bring up why your aunt only has a girlfriend and a roommate. I want you to bring that up. <laughs> I, want, I want you to bring, bring up the fact why your uncle can't be alone with the kids uh-huh. during oh, the Thanksgiving yeah, exactly. dinner. <laughs> bring up all that shit. Family turmoil. Yeah. Because 30 days from now, you got, think, you got Christmas and you don't have to yeah. buy gifts. That's what I'm saying. 
Yeah, it is what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. That's a good investment. Penny saved, penny earned. I know investment shit right there, right? I know how to save money. Oh, great. I got to tell you. Here's my theory. So when I used to date back in the day, and this is for the young guys that listen to us and girls. Oh, yeah, we're here. We're here. We're this part of the year. You haven't given the disclaimer until... Uh, thanks. I haven't given it in a while, huh? No, you haven't given it in a while. So here we so are. Thanksgiving, are. right? So he, so I'm going to start the beginning of the year. Beginning of the year, you can have a girlfriend. You can not have a girlfriend. But you want to really not have one or a boyfriend. Valentine's you got Valentine's careful. Day. Yeah. That's expensive. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right? You got to be careful. So you want to be single from January 1st, January 2nd, because you want to find the good parties, right? All the way through to March 17th. That's right. a good time to start. Yeah. March 17th, yeah. you start doing it because you find the drunk girls or guys yeah. at, uh-huh. at um, yep. uh, the St. Patty's Day parties, okay? Mm. Yep. Then you want to, you know, you stay with them, you stay with them, stay with them, get through Memorial Day, get through 4th of July and all that stuff. Yeah. Start breaking up with them. August, September. Oh, expensive months are coming. Expensive yeah. months are uh-huh. coming. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's a finance guy. He knows yeah. this trick. Oh, yeah. He's not dumb. So here comes Thanksgiving. You kind of got a friend, but maybe you got a girlfriend or not because you want a place to eat. All right, you don't want to just go hang out with your auntie and watch her take a bra off like a slingshot out of one arm, which always freaked me the fuck out. Your auntie would have these nice, firm, Dinah Ross titties, all right? and then she'd put her hand behind her back, and it would shoot out this way, and all of a sudden she'd look like old-ass Eddie James. Yeah, and then she'd put, her, her, she'd put them in her front pockets. They'd be in her pockets. She'd be like, ugh. Mom, why is her, why is her chest drooped yeah. down to her knees, right? But you, but you want that meal. But now, now you're in the fucking pressure. Because yeah. here comes fucking Christmas, and yeah. you want to be solo on Christmas. So mm-hmm. you young guys mm-hmm. right now, you young girls right now, you got two weeks to get to clean your slate. Plan it out. Clean it. Get the free meal. Yep. Get the free Matter of fact, take a gift. Take either flowers. Take some canned cookies from <laughs> fucking Walmart. You can right? buy those terrible um, cookies that are the shortbread cookies. And the t- yeah. Get a patty pie. Patty yep. LaBelle makes sweet potato pies. <laughs> get a patty pie. <laughs> take it with you. But after yeah. that, you got to start missing these motherfuckers. Anyway, Wood, is that what you're saying? That is what I'm saying. And Greg, is that what you're saying over there? You uh, could say yes or no. or I'm going to stay neutral on that one. We never tell the guests. <laughs> we never tell the guests. No, but I love it. Show, right? I know. I and love it, it though. And Greg's just looking. I, I'm not saying what you just said. I said, I said what I was saying. <laughs> I don't I don't want any involvement in that over the show. Greg, I love, Greg's I love... going for a walk. Greg's yeah, going to leave yeah. him and go for a walk. He we is. did that to him. He's going to need a walk after this show. Guys, that's what we're all saying over here. Um, I, I hope, I hope, if you've taken anything out of this episode this week, it's that uh, we had D.B. Cooper's son on. And then if, if you want to learn Incredible. more about um, stocks and how to do that, I posted the um, YouTube link to his channel up there earlier. Uh, can you, Greg, just tell us one more time, what is it? Your YouTube. Yeah, it's, it's Gossip Trading and Mentoring Live. It's on YouTube. It's Monday through Friday during the last hour of the market. If you just type in Gossip Trading in YouTube, it comes up. And uh, yeah, it's live. But we're know? not just local. We're worldwide because yeah, we're yeah, fancy yeah. like this. Yeah, so when's the yeah. last hour of the market? You need to. You oh, need... it's. Uh, it's uh, well, that's why I said last hour of the market because it's different for everyone around the world. But oh, the so... last hour is the last hour, whether it be New York, right. Utah, California, what time Tennessee. Is it? So it's five o'clock in New York? Uh, it is, uh, uh, we close at two here. It's four o'clock. Four, four o'clock. Why did they close so early to clean because, up all the paper, huh? Yeah. Cause the, it's all on the, the floor. On the floor. Yeah. yeah I, 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 I saw trading places. I, I saw all the paper on the yeah. floor. That's a real story, by the way. Talk to me. We got a minute. So there's a group of traders called the turtle traders and they're, they're famous. It's a fam- It's a famous, uh, trading approach. And there were two guys and you'll, You'll catch on here in a minute. There were two guys, very wealthy, that ran a hedge fund. One of them said, 
you can't teach people how to trade. It's an innate oh, ability. They, they either know how to do it or they don't. And the other partner said, no, no. I think you can teach anyone how to trade it. Mortimer and yeah, yeah, well, yeah, because this is real. Yeah, right. And so they went out and they hired, they put an ad in the Wall Street Journal, and they said, "We want policemen, we want carpenters, we want piano players, we don't want any finance people or mm -hmm. county people. We just want regular people. Regular people. They trained them on this turtle trading method, which is a trend trading approach. And after they trained them for about two, three weeks, they gave each one a million dollars to trade. It was their money? Hmm. And no, they gave them in their account. Yeah, like, I mean, it didn't give it to them, but they oh, said... Oh, so you can just yeah, take the main nose and walk it. away. No, you can't do right. that. That's, that's what I would have done. That's exactly what I would have done. Yeah, but they, they made them... They taught them the approach, and they said, trade what we taught you. Here's a million dollars. They traded it. The turtle trader guys, these two guys, ended up making, you know, four or five hundred million dollars with mm -hmm. this. And the one guy who said, I told you anybody could, could be taught to trade... And he, the guy had to give him a dollar. That's all they. That's bet. really the bet. That was wow. a real fucking deal, for real. It was real. That's how trading places with Eddie Murphy and uh, oh, the uh, old guys, yeah, Dan yeah. Aykroyd, yeah. So Dan Aykroyd yeah. trading yeah. places was was based upon incredible a true Damn. a true story. Did your mentor teach you that, or how'd you how'd you learn that? <clears throat> I just learned that you know through all my years of reading trading books and and so that's forth. incredible. But you, you you can be taught to trade. You how can do, be taught. To how trade. do you feel about? Um, trading cards in Vegas is that always a, a good deal? Because that's my invest. That and trading, the lottery. Trading card? You mean counting cards? No, I mean yeah. um, you got sixteen and I got eighteen. Be nice to me. <laughs> oh, that. Okay. And then you hit a five and I lose, and I'm like, God damn it! I should have gave my money to Greg. <laughs> well, G gambling is a shit. They didn't build those buildings. No. By losing, right? Listen, no. listen, in trading, I mean, I use this analogy all the time. I mean, if you go to Las Vegas and you play, you know, anything other than blackjack and counting cards and poker, there's a mathematical edge that the house has. It just has that. And over time, they don't win every hand, but over time, they, of course, they're always going to beat the player because they have a mathematical edge. It's just a, a mathematical certainty. Not in, not in poker, because that's a skill game. Not in blackjack. If, if 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 you count cards, you can overcome the house edge. That's why they don't let you do that, and they kick you they kick you out. But it's the same thing with trading. If you trade the correct way, if you have the right setup, you have the right risk to reward ratio, you have the right edge. You are the casino. You're not going to win every trade, mm -hmm. right? I mean, I mean, it, you're not going to make money on every trade. Mm -hmm. Just like Las Vegas, there's plenty of times somebody throws the dice. They the, the casino loses or somebody gets 21. I mean, if, if you played blackjack at the Bellagio and, and you had five black, blackjacks in a row, do you think they're like, oh, my God, we got to close up shop? We're done. Of course not. No. They don't care because no. they know in the right. long run. It's the they, same. They it's send the, the Asian lady over. That's what they fucking do. The I'm going to tell you right now. The cooler. <laughs> the cooler. And there's always a fucking Asian lady. Yeah. I don't give a fuck what anybody says right now. You, you, you beat up a white guy. You beat up a black girl. And they go... Yeah, they and they go get, like this. They here comes the an Asian lady. You know what she doesn't do? She doesn't talk to you. She doesn't nope. have time for the uh -huh. conversation. Yeah. She comes out there and she whips your fucking ass. And yeah, you say, but... you know what? I'm going to beat this Asian bitch. Yeah. Is what I'm going to do. Yeah. And you end up losing all the money. Yeah. And then you go to the ATM and you come back and you lose more money. Yeah. I've been there <laughs> yeah. several times. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. It's fucking facts. Anybody who's been to Vegas knows the shit. Yeah. Greg's not in his head. He knows. Yeah. I used to, to live Vegas. in Vegas. I you, know. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. It's a thing. Anyway. No, 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 no. I got one more thing to say. One more. One more thing. Okay. How much money does somebody need to get started with you? With me? Yeah, like if you you're on the computer and you're doing your thing, and somebody's like, "I got eight dollars," you're like, "Uh, come back tomorrow." And and somebody else is like, "Oh, I got five hundred dollars." Like, all right, you're almost there. And somebody comes up and they got two thousand dollars. You're like, "All right, cool, we can work with this." 
You, you know what I'm saying? Are you open to any and everybody? Well, I mean... <laughs> well, there's a difference in how much money do you need to start trading as a person or if you want to work with me. It's it, Let's just say how much money do you need to start with trading. In the past, you, you needed a little bit of substantial amount of money because there's always commissions involved in buying and selling. If you have a smaller amount of money, then those commissions are a larger percentage. Mm -hmm. But now in the stock market, with most brokers, there are no commissions. You just buy and sell. There's zero commission. So it, what you start out with is less important because it's not going to be your profits are not going to be taken away from you with the commission. So it's a, probably one of the best times in the world to ever become a trader because there's not commissions that you have to overcome. As far as working with me, you know, I don't manage people's money. I teach, right? You you don't make any money off your YouTube thing in no. terms of people that are following your No. It, I don't want to call it advice. So you, I want to, your recommendation. Well, they, yeah, so they, they teaching, watch me. Yeah, they yeah. watch how I trade. They see what my methodology is. They they understand what my process is. And that that's really why I started to cuz I did, you know, I told you what happened to me when I was in my 20s. I didn't want that to happen. I mean, I, I want mm. people to learn correct trading from the beginning. I mean, I don't know if you guys are golfers, but, you know, I mean, if, if you've golfed for 10 or 5, 10, 15 years and you're kind of a hack, uh, if you go, if one day you say, I want to go to a professional go golf instructor, he's going to have to break you of all these horrible habits, all this stuff, right? If someone who's never golfed comes in and learns the correct way the first time from a professional, they don't have to overcome that. That's the right, best way. Right. And that's what I like when I teach trading. I like when somebody comes to me that has, knows nothing. They don't have any bad habits oh. that I have to, you, you, I have to you're overcome. You're talking to the right people. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. No bad you're habits. To, no habits. And I'm not a golfer. No habits. So, yeah. But I like <laughs> gum. I chew gum every day. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, so right there, I mean, you, I, I don't feel like you answered my question. How much do you need to walk to you and say, all right, I'm going to watch Greg every day for three months, mm -hmm. and I have three grand. Mm -hmm. Is that something that somebody could come and walk out with $3,700? Can they walk out with $4,700? In, in theory, because you got to, you know, you, you pay attention to yeah. shit and you ride. All the stuff we talked about earlier. Yeah. What does somebody want to walk to you with? And I say this for our listeners who are on EBT. Who are on? They they they're just selling rims and shit. They're going. <laughs> what would you what would you what would you recommend that they um, begin with? How much? Is there, is there a number. dollar amount? Yeah. yeah. Is is there a dollar amount? I don't really think there's a specific dollar amount. I think that's why I'm kind of hesitating in answering. Okay. There's really no specific dollar amount. Mm. And and with what's going on in the market right now, without the commissions, you can basically start with anything. Okay. Mm. You can start with anything. And as far as watching my channel, it's totally free. All right. You know what I mean? So there's you don't have to have a certain amount of money. But I would suggest coming to the to the podcast and watching it. I mean, and and you know, I have an online course available at Udemy.com. It's like twelve bucks. Um, that is what I would suggest if somebody wants to what really is it? learn what how is to it? trade. What is it again? What's it? What's the it's called udemy.com Udemy y-o-u u-d-e-m-y u-d-e-m-y.com mm-hmm okay and uh, the name of the course is the deep dip by stock trading strategy and uh, like I said it's 12 or 15 bucks and uh, you know there's nine and a half hours of video there's 26 videos or 15 study mm -hmm. guides I mean you know if somebody wants to get started and not invest a lot of money in like private teaching and so forth like that I would I mean that that is a great course I mean I, I sell it all over the world and, and I've had so much good feedback and reviews on that course I mean 
honestly, I'm not trying to make the 12 bucks here, you know what no, I mean? No, no, sure. but, but, but I'm just, I'm just saying that, I mean, if you want to learn some good trading principles, that course is, a, is an amazing course. Greg, you have a passion for this shit. I, I just see it in like talking to you off air and talking to you on air. And then when you get in your element talking about this stuff, it's, it's, it's beautiful to watch that shit. It's like mm-hmm. listening to uh, Barishnikov talk about dancing or <laughs> Jordan talking about free throws. You know, yeah, you know what I mean? Right. I shooting free throws with his eye closed or whatever the case. I like I like that. I love the passion. I'm so glad you came on here, man. And I I would suspect you got people who can barely read. Let's be honest, all right. Our <laughs> listeners, some of I mean, look at us. If you talk to us, yeah. a lot of times, like, oh my god, we I made mean, it. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully, you on Monday, Monday through Friday at to close the stock, which is 2 o'clock our time. Well, it starts at 1 o'clock Mountain Standard. See how stupid I am? See what I just did? That's, <laughs> 1 o'clock this is my point. Mountain Standard time. We have people coming in 1 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing yeah. on the screen, right? 1 to 2. But, I mean, listen, I mean, if I could make a plea to anyone, the best advice I have, invest money each month, put it away, get it out of your grubby, dirty little hands, mm-hmm. get it away from you. Put it in the market, dollar mm. cost average, doesn't have to be a lot. 30 bucks, 50 bucks, 100 bucks. You will be so glad you did when you retire. I mean, that trading's a whole other thing, right? I mean, it's a it's a whole other thing, but long-term big picture just put away some money each month by the by the time you're retired, you you will think back and go, "My god, am I glad that I did this." And and you know, anyone else there has kids, do mm. it for your kids. It's it's the best way f- for long-term wealth, and you don't have to have a high-paying job to do it. Just Get it's just like going to the gym. If you go to if you get in the habit of going to the gym every day, you're going to see results. Right, just put yeah. it away. Put I get in the away. habit of going up to play the lottery once a month, and that mm. hasn't paid off. Is that oh, you pointing at me? Is that a bad thing? That's a good mm. thing. It's a horrible thing. I've been doing it for fucking 20-something years, and I can't win shit. There no. was one time the lottery was up to $400 million, and you know what I did? This is my arrogant ass, Greg. Okay? So I'm in line, and I stay in line for 45 minutes. I get in. I get my ticket. I walk out with my ticket, and I tell the rest of these assholes, guess what? Go home. Here's a winning ticket right here. I didn't win shit. All right? But Greg will come to you. Again, yeah. once again, Wood, is that what you're saying? That is what I'm saying. And Greg, I know that's what you're saying. Is that right? Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> we did it again. We outro twice. Um, guys, <clears throat> check him out. I posted up his links on um, the live, on the social medias there. I'll also have it, for those of you listening just to the podcast, audio version only. Uh, we'll link those up in the description. And if you click those, it'll post them there. Um, we're hoping to have here soon on Spotify this video as well. We're just waiting for our thumbs up and approval to have that posted with Spotify. Um, until then, um, you can check out the our beautiful faces and Greg's if you want to see that on uh, Facebook, YouTube, and strangely enough, Twitch. The FBI is looking at his face just to get fucking facial they recognition. They're doing facial <laughs> recognition through this whole podcast. Like, oh, this is the guy. That's him. This That's is, his son. This is, uh, <laughs> we're going to do it. Um, <clears throat> don't forget, guys, tomorrow, 11 21 21. Uh, Tiger Claw Tattoo. They're doing the fundraisers. Check them out. Uh, if you don't want to go get tattooed and you just want to donate, they're also selling art over there. So you can go down, swing by, uh, purchase some art. That's beautiful stuff that uh, they have five different artists that are showing up and donating um, some of their art to purchase. You can also Venmo us. That's what you're saying. And we'll kick that over to Shay directly. And I got to tell Keith and I got to tell Greg that this week it has been nothing short of a pleasure. 
We out. Like DB Cooper on the tail end of a jet. We out. <laughs>